This is Colossus, and you're listening to The High Regard Show. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is The High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, don't get better than that. Nope, sir. The things we do for you listeners. Press buttons like a sausage-fingered freak. We don't listen to Tom talk enough. Oh, please. I got a hot mic here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Hello. Nikki has lost her mind a little bit tonight, so let's see how far we get with the show before we have to do another take of it, the entire thing again. We're not going to do but one take tonight, Tom, because I took a cat nap, which is what you're obviously pissed off about right now. I am not pissed off about your cat nap in the least. I'm glad you got a cat nap. It sounds like it. (laughs) I'm not, but there's so much shit that we got to do. Like, taking a nap wasn't one of the things on the list. I don't get to sleep in like you do. So I don't get you, to sleep in either. You don't get to sleep in. I do not. I have a regular job. What time did you get out of bed today? Nine o'clock. I was out of bed today. Mm, what time was I out of bed? 2.30 and 6.05. Why were you up at 2.30 in the morning? Because Kona has no, to be let out of the bedroom. Not at all. You got up because you trained Kona to leave the bedroom at 2.30 in the afternoon. I did not train you her. You 100% did because... She never had to get out of the room before. You started opening up the door and letting her out, and now it's because a game to play. Because she scratches. She scratches well, to get out, so I'm not going to contain her if she doesn't want to. It's a game that she's playing with you, and you're buying into it. It's the same thing when you bring her food bowl and put it on the couch for her to eat. Or when you... Jeez, Louise. Speaking of, she does not like the fact that we are talking about her right now. She literally just threw a bone across the room. <laughs> the Kona Report. That's your weekly Kona Report. <laughs> well, I think it's enough. But still, I'm just saying, you don't sleep because, you know, because you got her trained in a weird way. You I guess I do. You like, you know, hey, or I'm just... not getting up. It's 2.30 in the morning. Go back to sleep, knucklehead. Or just sleep through it like you do. Um. Yeah. Well, you know... When you do certain things to get to sleep, there ain't much that's going to wake you up. The good news is if there's ever a fire, I will be cremated for free. <laughs> there God you have it. forbid. God forbid. But yeah. You, you could... say that now until you get that fucking bill, man. I would just be like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's good. You pick up any ashes. This is probably him. <laughs> Whatever. It feels right. <laughs> I feel some bitterness and tart in it. So I'm thinking this is going to be him for sure. It smells mad at me. I'll take this one. Sure, sure. (laughs) So we actually have an interview this week. We do. We do have an interview. But before that, perhaps... I was just like saying that we have one, so let's get moving for Christ's sake. All right. So before that, let's get into a You Heard. All right. How's that sound? Okay. You Heard? This week's You Heard comes to us from Nassau Street between Maiden and Liberty. I guess Katie's doing all right in the city. And if she's not? I guess we don't care, and I guess we're jealous of it. I was going to say, I guess since there's not any more information than just that, eh, maybe she is, maybe Maybe. she isn't. 
But either way, the green-eyed monster caught one of those two girls I overheard speaking about this Miss Katie, whomem- mm. whomever she is. Well, I bet you this Katie is just, ugh. She's probably like a millennial jerk is what I'm thinking. Now, why would you say that? Just thinking. <laughs> I'm just saying. Th- I'm just saying. Like, it sounds like she might be like a millennial jerk. It sounds like the person talking about her might be a millennial jerk. Oh, she was. Oh, well, then Which they is have why it. I'm presuming that Katie is Katie made the right similar. choice by getting the hell out of there, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Wherever it is they're going back to, whatever barge or whatever kind of train they're taking or bus they're taking or boat they're taking to go back to wherever it is they're coming from, Katie, Katie won. Katie won, and Sorry, they don't like it. Katie won. So you can talk about Katie all you want. You know what? Katie forgot you existed already. Katie's already moved on to bigger and better things. Yeah, Katie's living in the city. She don't need your crap. Because you know why Katie forgot about you? Because I guess she's doing all right in the city. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. And that's this week's You Heard. Well, it looks like we're back on track a little bit. Wouldn't you say? I guess I'm waking up a little bit more. Because, you know, you wake up and you're kind of like grumpy and you don't want to do anything, especially if someone is making noise that may or may not have woken you up. Oh, you mean the noise of putting my 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 life-dependent pills in jars for the week is two rooms away from you is what woke you up to the point where, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm I so just, sorry I, I need this life-saving rough, medication. I had a, I'm sorry. I had a bit of a rough... Get away. And your your vitamins are life-saving medicines? It is. It is. Because I don't get all the nutrients as a normal person does because of bariatric surgery, as you know. So, you know, I have to find ways in order to absorb the proper vitamins and minerals needed to sustain a healthy adult life. Well, that sounds like it would have been a really good story for Roly Poly Rorty, but... We're way beyond that now. And (laughs) this is not a show about vitamins. This is a show about ice cream. (laughs) It actually is a show about ice cream. My equal addiction is ice cream undoubtedly. It it was kind of like an awkward segue going from vitamins to ice cream. Vitamins that you need because of bariatric surgery to... Ice cream. But well, we're not just... I need ice cream for my mental health, if you nothing do. else, to be honest with you. So, And I'm going to need this ice cream at least once a month for my mental health. You are going to have to get a donkey and a backpack thing to put on it, like, you know, so you can carry ice cream back with you because that is the kind of person you're going to become. Trekking across to the east side <laughs> to go get ice cream, it'll just be you, your straw hat, and a donkey. <laughs> like Juan Valdez, I'm just going to have this like donkey, but instead of coffee, it's going to just be filled with ice cream getting me back home. <laughs> just dripping on the way back. Like you come in, your feet are all sticky. Fantastic. <laughs> It'll feel like a movie theater floor. Like I'll be like just sticky as a movie theater floor. It depends on a the movie theater. I guess. <laughs> well, this week's episode is actually about an ice cream shop called Alphabet Scoop. Mm. And it's on the Lower East Side, and it's in this, like, weird little neighborhood that I never even knew existed, but one could even just call it, like, this, like, 
ice cream neighborhood. Like an ice cream neighborhood. Seriously, there are so many like artisanal ice cream shops like in this area of like the East Village and the Lower East Side and like Lower Manhattan, like just kind of like where those three, um, like where those three neighborhoods in Manhattan exist. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Our studio manager is not happy with the content right now. We're just gonna we're gonna work through it. We're gonna work through it. The tail has gone into effect and is apparently attacking. Well, yeah, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. Listen, we're just going to go about our show and you're going to have to deal with it for right now. So anyway, artisanal ice cream, many shops on the east side. And here comes you picking this one. How does it come about? Well, this one actually is, you know, like many of the other ice cream stores that are in the nearby neighborhood, you know, they offer their, like they home make everything on, like right in the store, you know, Mm -hmm. so everything is handmade. But it goes even deeper than that because it's actually homegrown, meaning that its workers are at-risk teens and young adults from the neighborhood. Which is the reason why we wanted to get the program on the air in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. And what is so cool about this... Yes, go on. ...is that it is done by... It's... It was started in 2002 by this church called the Father's Heart Ministries. And it's just one of their many programs that they do to like help the nearby community in the Lower East Side. But it started in 2002 to kind of give at-risk kids the chance to learn like valuable life lessons and like and skills like job skills and just you know how to kind of break the mold of what their surroundings might be you know because a lot of these kids come from you know broken homes or they come from homes where they don't have parents and like they're being raised by grandparents or aunts or you know a slew of other relatives or they might even be you know there there was one kid that they were telling me about that you know, was 20 years old and he's raising his nieces and nephews. Jesus. You know, so it's like you don't even, you're you're not even a parent yourself yet and like you're a parent to somebody. Like you're not even like, you're just a kid, you know? So these kids are just, you know, they come from these underserved areas <laughs> and they just, they, they learn these skills and it's been around since 20, uh, 2002, so it's 15 years old and they're actually doing a campaign. They're doing like a crowdfunding campaign in order to kind of renovate the business because, you know, it hasn't changed in 15 years and they want to kind of modernize it. And, you know, according to renderings, like it's going to be more bright and airy and just kind of look more, you know, like it belongs, like it's an artisanal shop that belongs in the neighborhood instead of just kind of this like little offshoot of the church because it's right next to my father's heart um, or to the father's heart's ministry. And so they want to do this Kickstarter campaign that ends actually on December 31st and they are, you know, hoping to raise $70,000 so that they could do renovations and so that they could actually update their systems, which is going to be able to, you know, teach these kids the computer systems and, like, actually learn the real aspect of running a business. Like, Right. They're modernizing the business to get it up to speed so when they leave, they can get, another, you know, a job somewhere else. Well, yeah, that that's true too, but they're also learning like the valuable skills to kind of just just human skills in how to succeed in life. You know, but we could Can I go to this thing? Yeah, <laughs> maybe you need to. Maybe maybe our studio manager needs to to be our honest with you. Our studio manager needs to get her tail clipped and a <laughs> muzzle apparently. <laughs> 
She's not having it with the tail right now. But why don't we get into the interview where Bob, where Robbie tells us exactly what um, Alphabet Scoop is about. And then we actually get to talk to one of the teens as well that works, or not a teen, she's 21, but she works at, you know, the ice cream shop. All right, let's roll that bean footage. How long have you been uh, with um, uh, Eight months. Eight months, okay. Yeah. But I've been in, I've known about the ministry pretty much all my life. Both right. my parents, my aunts and uncle, the pastors okay. here. So oh, I, I, I've been going to this church for 30, 40 years. So I, and the church is right next door? The church oh, is next super. door. Oh, super. Okay, yeah. great. So this is like one of the ministries uh, and one of the uh, programs right. we have that are part of the church. Okay. So it kind of is, everything is all interlinked here. Okay, great. And had you come in here, you know, over the years before you started? or? Yeah, I've yeah. been in back and forth and... Um, you know, just uh, they've been looking for a manager for right. years, and I've always wanted to do something like this. And sure. my, in my past experience, uh, in my past jobs, I've had a, I've been in retail for most okay. of my life, and uh, the last few years have been challenging. You know, right. to actually teach people right the right way to do things. Sure, you know? and, sure. And I saw this opportunity. They still hadn't had a manager, so it's kind of my. Kind of my way to sure. get back into and, and and kind of giving back to the to the community. Right. But for the kids, they don't they're not being taught properly. You know, right. this whole, like in school, you mean, and like in life in general. For school, yeah, and on the job, because what I'm seeing in most jobs is people are just being thrown in there and say, okay, sure. do the job. Right. But they don't know what to do. They don't have the tools, and then they're surprised when the company's surprised when they fail. Right, exactly. Well, yeah. you, haven't, you haven't invested any time in them. Right. And so how do you expect them to succeed? Sure, So sure. that was kind of my frustration, and I figured with this I can kind of really maybe do some really some good right. for, for the kids here. So what, what is, like, your main objective? You know, like, what are some of the things that you want to teach them? I want to teach them, first of all, life, you know, most of the, tr uh, the challenge is life skills. Right. You got to remember these are inner city kids. Sure. They are challenged many different ways. Some of them in foster care. Some of right. them don't have a mom and a dad. They're living with their aunt. They're living sure. with just their mom. So they don't have, quote unquote, the role models to say, okay, we need to be to work at nine to five. Right. Here's what you need to do. So no one is showing them that, okay, when you say 3.30, you need to be here for 3.30. Exactly, yeah. When you're here for whatever, you need to be here. Right. So that's my biggest challenge is the kind of, the stuff that's stacked against them in their personal life, that kind of comes into the shop. Right. And when they're here, I'm able to teach them. That's probably the easiest thing. Right. But it's the distractions that they're dealing with and have to deal with at such a young age. Right, of course. Some of them are... You know, have to take care of their niece. They're right. 20 years old. They're the father, right. instead oh of gosh. being the uncle. Do you understand? Yeah. Kind oh, of yeah. where I'm coming from. So, um, some of them are taking care of their grandparents, grandmother, who's taking care right. of them all their lives. They're giving most of their paycheck to family members. So they're breadwinners. They're all this adult heavy stuff is being laid on them at a really certain uh, early age right. in their life. And they don't know how to handle, all, because, you know, we deal with that stuff on a, on a daily basis exactly. as adults, but, like, we've been taught. Right, there's been, right. Right, there, there's, there's been a been, precedent, right. Uh, um, 
you've seen your parents, you've seen yeah. your uncles, your aunts, just kind of go through what they do in an everyday life. Right. And they don't, there's no consistency, there's no kind of, okay, this is how it's done? Oh, okay, right. great. There's no role model for sure. them to do that. And there's no stability. Right. So that's really the biggest challenge is getting, also having to deal with their life problems. Right. And that, you know what? That's part of the job. Exactly. If I don't, even in my retail life, if I didn't think that their problems came into affect the job, then I'm, I'm being, I'm not, I'm being naive. Right, you right, know, exactly. So that's part of it. I'm okay with it. Sure. You have, you have to deal with it. You right, know? right. Because if you're able to fix that part, this is kind of the easy part of doing what they need to be done. Of course, of course. So. Is there a bit of a learning curve, you know, with, with new kids that come in, you know, is it, is it hard? Hi, Shelby. Hi. Is it, yes. um, you know, teaching, just kind of like, no, this is how, because I had an 18 year old, so I know, you know, what it's like when it's trying to teach her kind of like no this is not how you do things we don't leave things here we don't do right. these you know so right. like what for, sort of challenges some of them it's not this is their first job yeah so they really don't know what to expect some of it is uh maybe second or third jobs but again probably haven't been shown the right sure. way to do things right you know we are uh we are serving stuff especially people that consume it so we have to have food standards right, safety right. standards we need to clean so if we were selling i don't know books or something I wouldn't a different yeah it's a, a different, different kind of yeah. battle, so everything needs to be done in a certain way so yeah it's a little bit more challenging to go ahead and do that sure. but yeah there you know there are things that we need to do a proper way right it's not my rules it's not it's you know when we're dealing with food Right, it's just how it has to be. And, you know, I know you've been here um, just, just eight months, but, you know, have you seen some of the kids that you've worked with kind of move on to other things or even just, you know, being part a member of the church? I have, and so for, like success for stories? right now we just had, this This has been the first season that I've been here. Okay. So uh, we've gotten some new ki uh, kids, and I hate to call them kids, some of the young adults, you know. Yeah. So this is your first season that yes. you've worked with yes. kids. Okay. Yeah. So you've had the same kind of group of kids that... Young adults, I young should, adults. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we just brought another uh, young 16-year-old young, uh, in uh, this week. Okay. So we're starting, you know, we're starting with him this week too. Okay. So um, this this first year that I've been here, it's more of just building a foundation for the store. Okay. Um, we haven't been open a whole uh, lot, so we're trying to get the community and neighborhood to just we're open consistently. Right. Um, you know, Shelby has had some experience. We've had a couple of other young adults who've been here. This is their third, second or third season. Oh, okay. Um, we've had a couple of new people come in. So uh, we needed to bring them back just to have coverage and right. make sure they're open. But also, I've been able to have some hands-on with them, too. Like, there's, there's uh, Gio, who is one of the uh, ice cream makers, does a really good job. He's the main ice cream maker. And you make everything on site? make everything wow. on site, yes. Okay, great. So he's, he's done a really good job here, and now he's... He's going to the next level where he's. I can see him as being a supervisor right. or a manager. So and he just started out as just you know your regular ice cream yeah. scooper. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And ha he's been here for three seasons. You said. I think it's two or three seasons. Okay. Yeah. Um. So how many employees do you have total, and like what are their age ranges? Right now we have five. Five. Okay. Okay. And they average from sixteen to twenty. Sixteen to twenty. Okay, great. And they're all from the neighborhood. A couple of them are from neighbor from okay. the neighborhood. Yeah, most of them are from the neighborhood. Okay. Yes. And so with this, uh, you know, this, this campaign, you know, how important is that to kind of, you know, kind, not only help renovate the store and kind of update it and things, but like, you know, how important is it to just the store as a whole? Well, here's one of the challenging parts that I love about this particular, what to call it, ministry or job training, that 
first of all, it's a job training program, right? But it's also a business, and we'd like it to make some money somewhere. Sure. It's um, taking care of expenses, salaries, right, and, right. and all that. We're not we're not there yet. Right. The church is subsidizing most of the you know the salaries and expenses right. to that okay. to that type of uh, so. This whole re renovation and and um, we're a little outdated on things on the computer system. For me to get this up updated and back into we have an outdated system. Right. If we get newer stuff, it's able for me to teach these kids really dig into how to manage inventory. Right. Right. How to, ma how to, how to manage the business better. Right now, I'm just kind of showing them. But to show them real numbers and how, okay, if you overscoop or you underscoop, here's what right. happens to the bottom line. Okay. So yeah. right now we're kind of at a standstill. I can show them all the basic stuff, but if we had a computer system where it takes out every single ice cream flavor, we make a shake or whatever, right? And it kind of dials down and digs into how we really where our money is going, where we're losing it. I can show them uh, really dial into right. where the business is, where the bottom line is, right. where the, our gross mar you know, profit is a margin, that type of stuff. Okay. So with this whole renovation and restructure, some new POS systems, that will really help me get, really take the kids to another level. Right, great. And you know, how detrimental, detrimental excuse me, will it be if you know you don't reach that $70,000 goal, you know? You, you know we're still going to operate. We're going to still yeah, do. Yeah, good. we're going to still do what we can. We are. We try to do everything on a low budget. Right. And, sure. And at the end of the day, if we can pass, move things on to for Shelby, for her to kind of spring forward her for another for our next job, because that's really what this is. Sure. Give them the basic skills and, and and the nuts and bolts of doing this for her to get a job where she's getting paid twenty five dollars an hour. Right. That's what. That's what we need to get, not only this community, but the whole country. Sure, exactly. You know, give them, there's got to be a starting point somewhere to, for them to exactly. springboard to get to somewhere yeah. else. That's the only way we're going to do that. So Absolutely. if we have the funds, we don't have the funds, I want to figure a way out. Just to figure it out. Just, yeah. just to do yeah. it. But nobody, nobody wants to invest in people for the long term. Yeah. You know, and that's really where the problem is, is, okay, well, if we get six, nine months out of this employee okay that's great no, no there yeah. needs to be okay we need to invest for a year or two and then you know what they're going to be with us for the rest of exactly. their life and you know you've been in retail for you know like you said most of your career you know what do you think kind of shifted like caused that shift do you think it was technology social media like do you think that there's something that you could put your finger on or is it uh, just a culmination of many things i just think that we lost our way on, yeah. on, on just the value of that person and giving him the tools, her, him and her the tools, right? And nobody wants to be patient for them to develop, right? Exactly. People took the time for me to do it, right? And maybe it took six months, a year, two years for me to, and then they reap you reap the rewards right. by doing that. We don't want to take the time no. to be the patience and say, okay, you know what? We're going to go through some really tough growing pains with right. twenty new employees, whatever you want to say. But you know what? Two years from now. We're just going to be solid. Exactly. Nobody yeah. wants to take that time to do that, and that's where the turnover is happening. And I don't care what kind of company. Yeah, no, it's, it's the turn. So my last retail job, we were in the store that I was in. We were over fifty percent in turnover for the year. So, a 
spending for orientation, drug testing, training. Right. You're spending all this extra money for someone who's going to be there for six months. Exactly. Is that, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're at, in, in, in actuality, you're losing money continually training. Right, right. Exactly. It's insane. Yeah. You know, and, and after a while, I said, you know what? I, I just can't do this anymore. Right. And then you're asking someone to work a really difficult job for $11 an hour. Exactly. Who's going to do that? <laughs> right, exactly. And if you're not going to invest in them, I can say, okay, you know what, in, five, in two or three years, you're going to be making $15, $16 an hour. That person may hang in there, but right, yeah. if you're going to give them a $0.25 cents raise... Right, there's no, there's no motivation. There's, yeah. yeah, and there's no investment for them either. There's got to also be an investment for right. the employee too and say, okay, well, you know what, I'm going to struggle right now for the first couple of years, but I know there's a pot of gold at the yeah. end of that rainbow. Right. Or there's going to be some advancement or some... You know, some way where I can have a better life for myself right. and my family. And it's not that right now. Exactly. All right, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Robbie. You're welcome. I'm going to move on to Ms. Yeah, Cheryl. go ahead. <laughs> so how long have you been here? Well, I've been here for, I think, seven months or seven six months? months. Okay. And what drew you, you know, to the, to this position here? Well, at first it was just, I, I spoke to, I spoke to my friend about a job. I needed a job. I needed some type of income. I had lost my other job because I have stomach problems. They didn't want to work with me about my stomach problems and times I'd be in the hospital. Right. And when I first started here, I'm not going to lie to you, like, I was, I thought this was, like, a regular, you know, but Rob, like, really helped me out. He taught me how to, like, make sure I was on time because to me, on time is the time you're supposed to get there. You know, 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock, I get there and I'm taking off myself. By the time I clock in and I sign in, it's 3 or 5, right, going sure. on 10. You know what I'm trying to right. say? Like, my first day, Rob took me aside and was like, this isn't the right time you're supposed to come in. When I say 3 o'clock, I'm expecting 15 minutes to get yourself prepared. And, like, it's real, it's and true, man. you got to really mentally prepare yourself, you know? Yeah. And that's just one of the perks of it. But, like, one of the biggest perks is, like, I learned how to talk so much more. I, I was this person who would just stand there and be like, hi, would you like a scoop of ice cream? No, just let me know when you're ready. But now I'm just like, hi, you know, I know customers. I, sometimes I know when a kid, what flavor the kid wants before, you know what I'm trying to say? So it's like I'm so more, much more talkative. Right. And it has to do with like, the confidence in your own self. Right. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like, listen, you didn't get it this time, but you got it the next time. I know you got it. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And being, it wasn't a, oh, you didn't do it right, so I'm going to get it to the next person. It was a, oh, you got this, keep trying. You know? Right. So that's one of the biggest, and I appreciate that a lot. So. And did you have that, you know, did you kind of have that hands-on kind of learning experience at your previous yeah, like positions? For one, yeah, like for, well, not really. It was kind of difficult. Like, for me, it was, I, I was nervous on how to scoop. I didn't want to over-scoop, or you know what I'm trying to right. say? And like, in my old job, for example, in Sweet Green, like when I messed up on the Saturday, they'll be like, okay, take the next person. And they'll just, you know what I'm trying to say, we're here. They were just like, okay, give her a second and, you know, fix the scoop for them. And, you know, they got it. And right. it was a hands-on learning thing when the other driver was just like, listen, I'm going to go to the next person because we're in a rush. Right. And now I'm just not learning it at all. You right. know? Right. And that doesn't help. Like, yeah. And that it does doesn't not help, help at all because yeah. I'm just seeing what they're doing. I'm not even, you know what I'm trying to say? So right. It's like, right. Right. Exactly. Um, let's see what else we have here. And how many hours do you typically work in a week? Well, sometimes I got the, like, morning shift. Like, if I work the whole weekend, one weekend, next weekend, I'll have, like, the morning shift. I yeah. can enjoy my weekend. But it's like that. It's, like, from 6 to 11, sometimes 7 to 12. And then if I get the morning shift, it's, like, for on Saturdays from, like, 11 to 2, 11 to 3. Okay, yeah. great. And, you know, how do you think that this really, you know, beyond teaching you, you know, to kind of just take your time and be more confident when you're talking to people, you know, how else do you think this kind of helped prepare you in your, you know, career future? Well, not only from, like, what I said, but, like, you know, you're, you're mentally preparing yourselves with all types of different things, like working with people, yeah. working with a computer, 
working with credit cards. <laughs> Not only that, you know, I, I learned, I got interested in making ice cream. Like, I just started making ice cream. It's fun, you know. I'm trying to say you're not only doing it to make some type of money. You're actually learning to have fun with it. You know, right, the, the right. little scoop of this, the vanilla. You know, what I'm trying to say it's, it's yeah. fun and it's interesting. And you never know. Sometimes, for example, Gio, he, I know he would love to work in his own shop one day. You know, what I'm trying to say right, so. Yeah. It, it persuaded him to go beyond the next level in right. so many different ways. And I'm just starting and I'm loving it. So right. you know, what I'm trying to say yeah. so. So you like to make the ice cream too? I do. I, after all, I'll be like, ooh, this is fun. It's just that the mix is heavy. You, you, you'll be amazed. But I thought it was hard. He would, They would make fun of me in the beginning because I'll be nervous. Right, right. But I'm just like, I, I got it, I think. And then I just got it. It's, it's fun now, you know? Right, right. Absolutely. And do you have a favorite flavor? Yeah, butter pecan. Butter pecan. It's okay. sweet. It's really, really sweet, but it's really good. All right. Yeah. Awesome. I recently learned how expensive, like, for example, I recently learned how expensive it was. Like, pecans is like $400. That's a lot of money. And yeah. put a, you would you people don't realize them little scoops they give you a lot of they oh, worth a lot yeah. more than four dollars, you know? Oh I know. <laughs> I make my holiday pecan pie and I'm always like, Oh my god, exactly. it's why? Why do I have to make this? <laughs> awesome. Well do you either of you have anything that you you know want to add or you want people I, to know about I want to say something about Shelby is that she has come she has done a tremendous job from where she was. You can see her personality is just very infectious. Yes. Um I can tell, I know that people come in here and she's very engaged with the customers right. where she was in the beginning. And uh, I'm really happy to have Shelby here. Thank you. I'm happy you have me here. So, <laughs> well, I want to so add this, this is this is again it there's a process in sure. it. And Shelby's had her ups and downs, I'm not gonna be sure, yeah. But this is we don't fire anybody here, but we just Keep chances and chances of yeah. working and working. Some make it, some don't. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you, Shelby, I am, I'm glad she's here. Eventually, she's going to get keys to the store. And um, like I said, she is one of one of these successes right now that we had here. And I'm really, really proud of her. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I just want to add, I think people should come here and listen to what it is and what, what goes into it. Right. People don't realize, people just think it's an ice cream shop, but there's so much more right. into no, it. Definitely. If you just listen, you know, just ask one question and Rob will tell you. And even me and other people, they'll tell you like, this is a program, et cetera, et cetera. We work with the church, et cetera, et cetera. You come on Saturdays, so, you know what I'm trying to say? Right. So it's dope. I think people should come in more and not just see, like hear about it, just come in and see it and you can right. see it and you'll be happy and satisfied awesome. with where your money's going and how, Great your stomach is too, because the ice cream is pretty good. <laughs>
I do. I'm a dead air giver. Well, I'm glad we're not dead airing it right now. But um, I do have to say that I think that the project itself is a great, great idea. But in listening to what you were saying before, since there is so many other ice cream shops down in that area, why wouldn't they move it to some place where there would be more, you know, foot traffic or the same amount of foot traffic, but maybe less competition in the area? You know, I don't know, but I mean, they're part of the church. They're mm. this little offshoot of the church, so they might want to stay close. But just to stay close, and plus, like you know, you know, prices here in Ma- in the city are ridiculous. <sighs> like especially rents for like sh- storefronts and everything like that. And I mean, the shop is really, really cute, and it doesn't need to be humongous. You know, it's a right. really, it's a, it's a decent sized space. They have everything that they need, but they just need to tweak it a little bit and make it just. You know, they need to update it, and especially the computer system. So that, uh, That's a huge, huge thing. Yeah, and huge. I really like that, you know, he wants to teach them, like, and like how she was saying, like, butter pecan is her favorite, but, like, you don't know how expensive butter, pe- like, how how expensive pecans are. Right. So, like, when you put, like, a big scoop of pecans in ice cream, like, that counts, and you wouldn't think that something so small that's in ice cream is even something that you should be thinking about money-wise, but it is, and that's good because those are the type of things that I learned working at a grocery store. You know, like you, I worked at a, as a cashier. You know, I I loved working at a grocery store. Like, and I think that that oh really, I know like I and I love being in grocery stores. Like, I love finding like the perfect grocery store. Like, I've got a very high bar for when it comes to grocery <laughs> stores. But one thing that like from the moment you started, and I was a cashier. You know, mm-hmm. so I was a checker, and you learn that you're responsible. So if you have, if you're given X amount of dollars to start your day, like we had like whatever it was to start your tray, right? and then the receipts have to match. So when you close out that register, what is in my drawer has to match what was upstairs, like the feeds from the receipts. right? And if it wasn't, I was responsible for what was the difference, whether it was I gave the wrong change or something happened. Like somewhere along the line, you have to figure out why you were short because we were supposed to have made X amount of money. So from that start, from when I was 16 years old, it taught you that like there's checks and balances. There's, you know, right. the responsibility of that. And, you know, it's it's weird. I, I remember my first job and it was fast food. Um, you know, looking back at that right now, they did not explain at all, like, how the system works. Like, that you walked in, when they were like, this is how the cash machine works. You would say, okay, I know how to run the register after you've done it like two or three times. Mm-hmm. That was it, man. And you basically learned as you went along. Nobody was like, oh, we're going to be checking and stuff like that. Morally, I wouldn't steal anything. But looking back on, like, how things were done, like, you know, back in the late 80s, right. early 90s, it's like, Man, people are probably getting ripped off all the time, which is why it makes sense to spend a couple of weeks on each employee throughout the year just to be like, these are the processes. This is how things have to work. And I feel like, you know, the shop right now is doing a really good job in teaching kids that this is the way it is. And maybe if they go someplace else down the road, since they have this experience, they'll be able to say, Listen, if you're not going to train me, here are the questions I have in order to train myself to be successful at right, a job. Right, right. You know? I mean, there's been jobs where, you know, I've had over the years and 
you know, they're they're just like, here you go. Over the recent years, Over you've had recent jobs years. like that. Like, like even even at my, you know, even at Metro, like in the beginning, it was just like, oh yeah, oh, your training process in the beginning was yeah, not it was, well it, done. Yes, and there's a reason why things have you know changed since then. But it's like you're given a computer, and it's like, okay. I need you. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, that's great. Like that's like that part I've got covered. I know how to call people. I know how to talk to people. I know how to write a story. But like, can you maybe spend twenty minutes showing me how to get online and how to like build it in the like? So like, I basically had to like teach myself the CMS because there just wasn't that like. there wasn't the communication of training and now luckily that's changed and we have like guidelines and things like that but like just even even at my past job before this it was just like hey you're just kind of thrown into the fire and it's like okay I know a little bit about WordPress but like I guess I'll just figure it out as I go along and that's not good like that's not how it should be like when I worked at a certain company that shall not be man- mentioned, I was in training for like two weeks learning the ins and outs of the system. And then you had these monthly sessions where it was like, okay, this is where you are and things like that. Like it takes just a little time. Uh, right. And, and that's what I like about the program because again, if you're at least knowing that you're not going to get the training that you need. At least you say, all right, well, I've done this type of job before. I know the questions that I have to ask in order to get through. It's just so bizarre to me that people would make a monetary investment in a person to come in and help them with their business and then not want to give them the tools to make them the best they can possibly be. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what, and like, you know, and that was why I kind of like just bonded with Robbie because, you know, we're kind of like the same age group and we both just had like that kind of experience in our past lives, whether it was something like highly professional, like, you know, what I do now, or whether it's just a kid working in a store, you know, selling a product or something. But it's just like, these are just skills that like we've really lost. And I wonder if it's because you know, social media, like, and that's why I asked that question, like, what, where did we lose these skills of caring about, and I mean, like, I understand that, like, you know, we're in an age now where, like, if you're not happy, people just walk away, like, you know what, I don't like it here, I'm gonna walk away and quit. True. Like, I've known, I've known tons of people that have, like, just been like, you know what, I'm gonna go out on lunch, and I'm not coming back. Oh my god, I've done that when I was younger. Like, I would say, like, my first couple of jobs, I mean, Jesus, I remember... I have this Taco Bell story where I cut my hand <laughs> and I went out in the parking lot to get sick, but I wound up bleeding on a bunch of nachos. And then by the time I came back inside because I'm bleeding so much to tell them I have to go to the hospital, I noticed, number one, all the nachos that I bled over were fried and actually That's served disgusting. the customers. I hate the story so much. And number two, when I told my bosses, I think I need to go to the hospital because I had a T-shirt wrapped around me and I was dripping through it. They were like, if you leave, you're fired. Why wouldn't you walk away from a situation like that? Right, exactly. Like, like- you just got to be like, man, you know what? There are some things in life where it ain't worth it anymore. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Like, I mean, that is just really, really gross. It was. But, I mean, I just think it's really cool and – you know, beyond just being like a really good program and you could definitely like see tangible results. The ice cream is ridiculous. Oh yeah. Like it was great. It, it was so good. I highly recommend the sweet and salty, but I will definitely report back because I do plan on going back and getting 
a lot more of their flavors. How many flavors are there at a time? Like at the shop? Is oh it like gosh. just a couple of flavors? No, no, or no. Is it like it's like massive, it, like just a full display of flavors. There's probably, I would say, like at least 15 to 20 flavors. That is a lot like, of flavors lot. to be like making homemade. on it. Yeah. And like, and plus now, because it's like, you know, the winter season, they were, they didn't have it out yet, but it was going to be ready that day that I was there. But eggnog, like they were just waiting for it to harden. Oh my and then God. they were going to serve the eggnog, but they had gingerbread. They had like apple caramel, I think. Oh. But like sweet and salty was just so good. And like their chocolate was ridiculously rich. And I would tell anybody, hey, listen, you should definitely go and check this out because of the cause it supports, no matter what. But having tasted the ice cream, you could literally just go for the ice cream and not support the cause. I mean, it is so good that it's not me saying, just do this for the cause. Because not only will you be helping somebody, you'll damn well be happy with the quality right. of the product that you wind up walking out the door with. Exactly. And I, I mean, it is money that is going to a really good cause, but also even to donate to the crowdfunding, which we'll have links to. Yes. You know, you can go, everything ranges from like, you get a free scoop of ice cream with as many sprinkles as you want to, you know, <sighs> you spend $75, I think, and you get like a free quart or a pint. I, I think it's a quart. But then you can also like, you. the more you go up, you can get like tote bags and t-shirts. And then you can also get like, an ice cream party for like 20 people or 15 people or something like that and it's just it's a really cool thing to just give kids a chance because we are entering into a part we, we are entering into like an era where like a lot of people are going to be struggling and that's going to pass on to the next generation like and this is a really good way to keep them you know on track and show them how they can succeed well that's it do you want to go through life professionally or do you want to go through life like a goon I don't want to be a goon. Nobody wants to be a goon. Nobody wants to be a goon. So I think, you know, that's an awesome cause. I think people should definitely go out and, you know, check out the ice cream stop, ice cream shop, and <laughs> definitely, definitely go on to the crowdfunding page and try to support this. Yep. And you can learn more at fathersheartnyc.org backslash alphabet scoop. And seriously, it is amazing, amazing ice cream being put out by an absolutely incredible program. And thank you guys so much for being on the show this week. We really do appreciate it. Absolutely. Yes. So shall we roll from ice cream into other health segments? Yes. Let's check out the pot, see what's going on with the pot. All right. So here we are, another week at the Potsy. It is another week at the Potsy. And how has it been? Deceivingly well. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Deceivingly well. What I have come to learn here in the New York area, the weather is starting to change. In fact, this weekend that's just passed, we might have gotten snow. We won't know because we're recording this on Friday. But come Monday, we might have found out we've Maybe. gotten snow. 
But the air has just, in general, been like crisper and much cooler, especially at night times. And I have worn my winter coat three days this week, which I haven't done consecutively since the beginning of the seat, like since like last season. But yeah, it, winter's here. Win, winter's undoubtedly here. And um, this, I guess, technically is not the first winter with pots. It's the first winter of knowing what pots is and knowing that I have it. But what I have noticed now, because I feel like I'm just doing like this whole accounting thing of symptoms and, you know, what's, what's working, what's not working, what's making me feel worse, what's making me feel good and whatnot. Because, I mean, it is definitely a learning curve. And it's not just a learning curve for me. It's also for the doctors that I've been going to. Because, I mean, they always have these questions because it is, you know, relatively unexplored territory. And they're learning more and more about it all the time. But one of the things that is a definite truth is that cold weather makes you feel better. I don't know what it is, um, but just going for the walks with Kona and just heading down to like the park for our quick walks and whatnot. I just feel like going further, faster, stronger. And I, and I, it's deceiving, like breathing in that cold air and just feeling like, man, I could do all this. Does it do something to your blood? Because obviously your blood flow is what the main problem is. So, right? Like yeah. the, the blood traveling back, like does does something happen to the blood that like it, it maybe it thickens, thickens or, or thickens or to one move of them. faster? Like what is know. that? I don't know. But here's the scary part. Mentally, I feel like I could do almost anything, even more than usual. Like, I, you know, I go down to the park and I'm like going, I feel like I can actually go for a run today. Mm-hmm. But then I get back to the apartment and I'm still feeling like super like strong. I sit down on the couch. I go to get up. I almost topple over. Like it doesn't get rid of the fact that you still might pass out. You just don't realize it as much, which when in a way is kind of scary because when you're feeling really good, you're not expecting that to happen. Right. You almost, because it's very easy to kind of shed that skin and forget that you have a health situation. Yeah, definitely. And and, and it's really bizarre because usually on the bad days, like where I know I'm going to like pass out or fall down. I mean, there are days where I wake up and I feel like I got nothing but like soup going, like tomato soup, like going through my veins. Yeah. Because Which I mean is good, but like ill. But just so slow. Everything just moves so slow and I just feel dizzy getting out of bed. It just blows when I wake up and I'm like, oh man, I'm ready to go down to the park. We get down there and I'm the dog wants to run. I'm like, oh man, I want to run with you too. Like I feel like it, but I know it's a stupid idea. I mean, we walk on the grass now just to make sure just that if I case, fall right. over, I lift my head on mud as God opposed forbid. to concrete. Yeah. Which has happened. Which has happened. <laughs> I know, I know. So you know, it's a killer when you come back to the apartment and you're still feeling that, like, man, I got, like, this strength in me. And then you're like, uh, no, I still fell over. But even after coming out of it, as opposed to, like, a lot of times, usually after I have an episode, I'm, like, kind of messed up for like a Like a little dopey and just, yeah, yeah. Here, I feel like my recovery time is a lot faster and even when you're home like when you're home like with the heat on full blast if the windows are open which they have been and it has just been it is very chilly right now (laughs) i'm not gonna lie and you know we were talking a few months back with the loss of the amount of weight that i've had so far 
I get cold super, super fast. Ridiculously fast. But for whatever reason, lately, man, I'm just craving it. I'm cracking those windows. I'm like sitting next to them, breathing in the air with the heater to my back. And I'm like, this is... I don't think is a bad thing because I've been, you know, and I think maybe part of my little bout of sleeplessness that I've been going through isn't just Kona related. It isn't just like, you know, still getting used to like the new sleeping situation that like we switched sides a couple weeks ago and everything. But... It's just I've been very warm because we've ha- because you've been cold. We've actually opened up the vents in mm. our like the radiators in our apartment, which we've never done. And if you've ever, you know, New York City, um, <laughs> a lot of apartments you get like heat and heat and hot water included in your apartments. But both and, of those are directly from hell, right? And they it are is hot. and like the only way to control it is either turn is close the radiator completely. Because you are wicked hot because like, you know, you've got the pipes and then you've got the separate radiators. Mm-hmm. And for for the this is the first time that we've had them open this long. Like usually we shut them off for like most of the season. And then like when January and February and like the really, really cold winter months hit, it's like, OK, we're going to open them a little bit. They've been open for like the last two months when like we've had these bouts of cold and stuff. And it's been like very drying to me like it because it, it dries out your sinuses. It's just like it's very hard like on me internally it feels like mm. I feel very dry but you know I think it's really good that you open up the windows and you get that fresh air while you're in here because maybe that might stave off an episode that you're having but do you think like you know how you mentioned how you come back from the run and you're like okay you sit on the couch and you're like okay I feel like an episode kind of coming on but when you're outside you're good do you think that that episode would come if you just say stayed outside like all day like if you were like a person who worked outside all day or something do you think you'd have that situation a hundred percent and i not only do i think i would have that situation again keeping very close record as to when these things happen because i need to know like what i need to eliminate what i need to change the days that it was like really hot and humid out Mm -hmm. i was screwed right like i knew it was bad bad and you know, when I'm outside and it's cooler out, maybe it is something where the blood is thinning and moving a lot faster or whatever. But as soon as I get warm, that's when I start to feel like a little bit slower. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's okay. something that's not necessarily right. So you also know you can be walking around outside and it can be 10 degrees out on these freaking streets and it can be six feet of snow on the ground. But you can walk downstairs on the subway platform and it's 110 year round. Exactly. So that's the other scary part with actually traveling because, you know, I might go outside. I might feel great and be like, oh, man, maybe maybe I can go somewhere today. But I know once I hit that subway platform, which is the scariest place to think about having an attack where you can pass out. And that's why I I always encourage you, if you have to go somewhere, I encourage you to just suck up the expense of getting a cab or an Uber or something. Which is the way it's been. Like, you know, just get a car because I am petrified of you. Like, because I know I get like lightheaded sometimes or like I lose my footing and stuff like that because I've got like ear problems that screw up my balance. And there's been times where like I've kind of stumbled just standing on the on the subway platform platform and I don't have pots so like I can just imagine like I can control like oh I can like recover myself right but if I was blacking out like that that scares the shit out of me when you think to think about you possibly getting that situation as a train is coming into the station or something right well you know luckily we don't have to do that many trains which is great Mm -hmm. and it's gonna stay cold for a while so I don't know maybe 
maybe this is like a way to like jumpstart something to get better. I, I, I maybe this is just wishful thinking. Sure, but I do like the feeling of going out for our nighttime walks and right when it's cold out, like nobody's around, and it's kind of like even if I do fall, there's not like a lot of people everywhere. Right, you know? but luckily, I, you know the situate the times that you've fallen when you've been out with her, people who have been around and seen it have been really responsive, and they've been really you know concerned and like, hey man, can I do something? So like, it's still so embarrassing. It is. Though. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But as someone who loves you and worries about you when I can't be here with you or go on the walks with you, I like knowing that there's a little bit of humanity still left, that if something did happen, there are people to help you. Well, let's end this segment on that note, being that you said there's some humanity left in this city. Let's let people think that. And that does it, folks. That's all she wrote or said. Or something. Well, <laughs> half of them are her. The rest, I don't know. It's me. Yes. Actually, there's two years now. Three of us, actually. Oh, Christ. I keep forgetting the other one lives here still. <laughs> there we go. Well, yes. all right. But I just we just want to say thank you to Robbie and Shelby from Alphabet Scoop for, you know, kind of showing us the inner workings and just how good this program is. Yes. And check out our website. We'll have links to the GoFundMe page to or the the fundraising, the fundraising page. page. Yes, that's the one I'm thinking for. And then um, you guys click on that. Donate to them. So keep them rolling. And also get the hell down there and get yourself some ice cream because it is damn good. Yeah, it is. Damn good. Um, anyway, if you want to learn more about the High Regard Show, check out check out the website that was just mentioned at highregardshow.com. And you can also email us any questions, comments, and what you think of the ice cream to <laughs> highregardshow at gmail.com. And you can always follow us on social media as High Regard Show. And if you want to follow our curmudgeon of a studio manager who has been sporting some winter clothing that you might want to see, follow The Kona Persona on all social media as well. Yes, and I wish to God you can all see her in the studio now as she's working on tearing out every wire from our mics so that we can wrap this show up and take her for a walk. So we'll be doing that. Hopefully you guys will be enjoying it Monday, and we'll see you right back here again next week. Same time, same bad channel. Bye-bye. Good night, everyone. Bye.